let's turn to God's Word now together. And our reading this morning is from John. It's from chapter 11 and the first 44 verses. Now a man named Lazarus was ill. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary, and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay ill, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is ill. Now when he heard this, Jesus said, This illness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed where he was two more days and then said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago the Jews there tried to stone you and yet you are going back. Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the daytime will not stumble for they see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. After he had said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and for your sake I am glad I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews had been with Mary in the house, comforting her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit. 
troubled. Where have you laid him? he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. But some of them said, could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with a stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odour, for he has been in there four days. Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth round his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Is this working? Good. Thank you very much, Sarah, for um, leading us and um, getting us in, the, in, a, in a positive mood for um, new things that, that are going ahead, that we're, that we're going to do with God uh, with us. So, um, it might seem a bit strange, and how are we going to look at the, the death of Lazarus, um, might seem like a bit of a doom and gloom um, passage, uh, but I think there are some real good lessons to help us win at life uh, that we can learn as, as, we, as we read that. Uh, because this is, this is the next one, we're doing this uh, Encounters with Jesus in John's Gospel series. So uh, this was what fell to me today and actually it's got some amazing stuff in it. So I hope you'll um, stick with me and, um, and pick up what God has to say to us this morning. So, we have to start by looking at the bit, the part where, where Lazarus dies. Um, John doesn't say exactly when this took place, but it was in the few weeks before the Passover, the few weeks before the first Easter, and you know um, what happened then. Uh, but, but John does tell us where it was, and it was in a place called Bethany, which was about two miles south of Jerusalem on the road to Jericho. So it's really kind of almost like a suburb of Jerusalem. It's somewhere really close. And the sisters send a message to Jesus. Lord, the one you love is sick. So clearly, this... Uh, man Lazarus had a very special relationship with Jesus and it reminds us again doesn't it how little we know we know a lot about Jesus and all that he's done but there's so much we don't know about the relationships he had with people uh, the effect he had on people um, how people related to him so much we don't know 
so, so here's an interesting thing. The sisters present their need to Jesus, but they don't dictate how we should respond. And in some ways there's a model for prayer for us there, that we can make our needs known to the Lord, um, but with humility and a recognition that his will should be done. And this um, humility and submission were key characteristics of, of his disciples here and of these, and of these sisters. And uh, perhaps that is something that we can learn from, that we should trust that God knows what he's doing, even in, in some very uh, difficult situations. So, the climax of Jesus' life and work is fast approaching. This is a few weeks before his arrest and his crucifixion. Mary and Martha must have known how dangerous it was for Jesus to come into the orbit of Jerusalem and all the, all the, the things that were going on there. This was a dangerous and charged political atmosphere. Bad stuff could happen to you if you tried to upset the status quo. There were people who had their vested interests. The Romans governed by fear. The Jews wanted to keep the kind of status quo going that they had got, and they didn't want anybody upsetting that. Um, and it's like in, in Russia at the moment. I read this week um, there was a, a boss of a, uh, a Russian uh, energy company, and he criticized the um, invasion of Ukraine. And somehow, he fell out of a sixth floor window this week um, when he was visiting a hospital. So, but what I'm saying is that Jerusalem was a place where bad stuff could happen if you went against the flow of what was going on. And Mary and Martha knew this, and they knew that they were asking Jesus to come into a dangerous situation. But I just want to read you a verse from 1 John. It says, 1 John 3.16, This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. So the sisters, they, they seem to think that Jesus is the sort of person who would put himself at risk for his friends. He would lay down his life for his friends. But we, we, there's a very puzzling, very strange uh, bit in this story. Um, you know, this amazing sign is about to be performed, but Jesus behaves in quite a shocking manner, um, it, it seems to us. Um, and John prepares us for this by emphasizing Jesus' love for Lazarus and his sisters in verse 5. Jesus loved them, and therefore, and it could be translated, and yet, when they heard that Lazarus was sick, when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed there two more days. What's going on? Why did Jesus do this? Uh, like this, this doesn't seem, this is not helpful to Mary and Martha. Um, but the scene shifts to Bethany, to near, to near Jerusalem. Jesus arrives, and we read that Lazarus had been in the tomb 
for four days. Burials normally took place on the day of death, so he'd been dead now for four days. And for the Jews, there was this period after the, the death where the spirit was still seemed to be associated with the body. It was taught by some teachers. Um, but after four days, the body would be decaying. He was dead. There was no question that Lazarus was dead. So this reference to the fourth day is significant for setting the scene for, a, for another dramatic sign. So Jesus approaches and Martha comes out to meet him. It's, it's unclear why Jesus sort of stopped a way off, but it could be some desire for privacy, for their interaction, um, some concern that the crowd of mourners may contain those who would inform the authorities of Jesus' presence. And, and if we read on in the, the end of the chapter that we didn't read, we'll see that that's exactly what happened. So, Jesus meets with Martha and Mary. I'm just going to concentrate on his interaction um, with Mary this morning for the sake of time. Mary runs to Jesus, we read in verse 29, as had Martha earlier in the, in the passage, showing that they had a great attachment for Jesus. They had a love for him. They had a respect for him. They, you know, they were genuine friends, uh, people who had spent time together over um, a significant period. So running to Jesus, that again is a lesson for us in a difficult time. Seek Jesus out, go to him, spend time with him. And then we have this most moving part of the, of the passage. When Jesus saw her weeping, it provoked a really strong emotional reaction in Jesus. The New International Version translation that we read said, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Um, and this is often the way it's portrayed in the English translations. But um, if you read um, the Tyndale uh, Bible commentary, which is on free on the Bible Gateway site, I recommend it. There's at least like 12 pages of detailed stuff about this passage, and you can learn a lot. But one of the things um, that, that someone suggested that it could be better translated as he became angry in spirit and very agitated. But I don't think his anguish was over the death of Lazarus, but he was saddened by the pain and the sadness that he saw in Mary and Martha. Uh, he weeps with those who weep because he loves them. He weeps with those who weep because he loves them. We should learn from, from this. Um, people in difficult situations don't want people coming and giving them a sermon, giving them a talking to, giving them the benefit of their wisdom. People just want you to come alongside them and be with them where they are. Weep with them if that's where they are. Um, there'll be another time for, um, you know, for, the, for the great uh, thoughts and wisdom. Jesus wept with Mary and Martha. 
So Jesus gets alongside them. He empathises with them. And what does this say to us today? I think it says that whatever we're going through, and life can be rubbish at times. Life can be full of stuff we don't want. Life can, you know, people that we love get sick, people that we love die, relationships with people let us down, cause us pain, children exasperate their parents. Parents can be a, a, a real, um, can be a burden, can be a, can be a real difficult situation for their children at times. Life is full of so many absolutely rubbish things. And if anybody tells you that that isn't true, um, well, I know it isn't true because I, I know of the experience of many of you here. Been through really difficult times, but the lesson here is that Jesus comes alongside you where you are through these difficult times, and He is there to to help us. Um, but let's let's move this on to the start of the new school year. Um, listen up, kids. If you're a little bit worried about stuff. Um, Know that Jesus is alongside you going into the new places, the new, the new buildings that you don't know your way around, the people you don't know. God is there. If you're starting new stuff, um, leaving school and doing new things, God can be with you. Seek out Christian people and uh, Christian friends who will help you and know that, that Jesus will be alongside you. Um, kids at school, seek out the things that the bridge is doing. Um, some great stuff, after school clubs, um, Ask Emma, but get, take advantage of these things. It's all about um, us uh, wanting Jesus close to us and, and he will help us through all the difficult things that life throws at us. So, finally, Lazarus is raised to life. The, Jesus, the, the sisters' faith in Jesus is not misplaced. Jesus called out in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out! Jesus could have healed Lazarus when he was still sick, when he was still a long way away, but now he utters a mightier word across a greater distance, the distance between life and death, and he calls him to come out from the tomb. Um, the NIV uh, assumes that we should picture Lazarus coming out as a mummy, like someone in a B-horror movie, uh, with, the, with the kind of uh, cloth, uh, wrapping bands hanging off him. Um, it may be that actually they wrapped uh, the body in a one large piece of cloth, so we don't exactly know what to, what to expect. Um, but it's a, it's a great sign that, that life um, is stronger than death, which we share if we trust in Jesus. It's a sign of Jesus' power and his authority. Lazarus would need to die again um, when it was time for him. But our Lord Jesus, very soon after this, went to the cross and died but three days later, he rose again. 
and we're going to uh, sing, I think, and then we're going to come around the Lord's table, and, and we're going to just focus our thoughts on what Jesus has done for us. Remember, Jesus comes alongside us, whatever we're going through. Jesus weeps with us. He doesn't come uh, with a heavy hand, but with a loving touch. Put your trust in Jesus and uh, stay close to him. Amen. Amen.